If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this week we're coming at you with our top 10 list, our top 10 female characters in comics. Uh, For those of you new here, um, we've done this in the past with the different villain rankings and stuff like that. You can go back and listen to those in the backlog. Um, But we're going to do it the same way uh, for those of you who have been here before. Um, We each came up with our own individual list. We kind of, you know, compared and contrasted, weighed them, and then kind of came up with a combined list. So this is the two of us co-signing one list for the comic book junkies. With that being said, I mean, let's just get right on into it. We'll start off with number 10. Do you want to lead us off? Yeah, but let me preface by saying I think this was the hardest list that we've done. And the order specifically was pretty hard, too. I was kind of surprised by how many characters that I really wanted to fit into this top 10. So I think between the both of us, we got a pretty quality list. But starting with number 10, we're going to go Storm. Storm is dynamic in that she's one of, if not the first black female superhero in Marvel Comics, at least popularized. But it doesn't start and stop there as Storm also embodies the true meaning of what it means to be a hero. It never wavers when it comes to like her beliefs and uh, has been a pillar of the X-Men since she was introduced in Giant Size X-Men along with the rest of the team. I also think she doesn't get enough credit when it comes to how powerful she is, but I did appreciate everything Claremont and Byrne was able to do for the character. And if you were interested in learning more about Storm, I would start there. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much more to add on that. I mean, I I was definitely while I was, you know, thinking up who could make the list. Like you mentioned, there was a ton of characters that I could have put on here that I kind of had to tussle with. But yeah, I mean. Storm, she is one of the most powerful mutants. I think Omega level. I mean, she was literally married to Black Panther. Talk about a power couple. And she's always been like a pillar of the team during her whole ever since she was introduced. Yeah, kind of synonymous. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely has to make the top 10 in some capacity. For sure. Moving to number nine. I got Batgirl first appearing in Detective Comics 359. Not the original Batgirl, but my favorite Batgirl. Everyone's favorite bad girl. Yeah. Daughter of Commissioner Gordon. It just made for such a natural transition into joining the Bat family and becoming Batgirl. In addition to that, she was left paralyzed by the Joker in the famous story, The Killing Joke, which is one of the most brutal things to ever happen to a popular comic book character and made for arguably one of the best Batman stories ever told. Furthermore, writers have kept her relevant since Um, as she's embraced the adversity of that storyline and has taken on the role of Oracle. Uh, So she continues to play a big part in Batman comics and, again, is my favorite version of the character. 
Yeah, I mean, once again, you kind of just took everything that I had to say, basically, and just laid it out there. Because, yeah, we don't really care about the Betty Kane Batgirl from 1961. No offense. I mean, cool key and all, but I mean, we're talking about Barbara Gordon. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, the transition from being Batgirl turning to Oracle and, you know, being really well received in that capacity before returning as Batgirl again, eventually to obviously everybody was welcoming that. I mean, there's a contingent out there who don't, but that's exceptions to the rule. But I think, you know, making her Batgirl again is the best way to popularize the character and kind of keep it moving for another generation, I think. Completely agree. I don't have anything more to say on the character. Should we move to number eight? Yeah, number eight, uh, Mary Jane Watson first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man issue 25 before fully appearing in issue 42 back in 1965. Um, So, I mean, she's basically the longtime love interest of Spider-Man, Peter Parker. They were married at one point and they, you know, wrongfully undid that. But, you know, um, she's the most enduring partner of Peter Parker, more or less, because he's been with Black Cat, um, you know, obviously Gwen Stacy. Um, But when you think Spider-Man, you typically think, you know, Mary Jane. So, I mean, she's uh, calling him tiger and everything i mean she's just classic i mean i don't know how they really handle it nowadays it doesn't seem to be in the right direction but i mean who's a more enduring character especially for you know never really having powers or anything like that is just a supporting character yeah i mean spider-man's such a popular character too it wouldn't make any sense to leave her off the list considering she's the best female character in all of spider-man comic books but i don't have anything else to add to that one. So let's touch on one of your favorite characters. Let's go to number six. Number seven. Number seven. Let's go to number, number seven. seven. Right on. Uh, so this one was obviously basically at the top of my list just because I was thinking of this list through what characters do I enjoy the most. That's Mary Marvel. Probably not going to make most people's top 10 list, but this is a comic book junkies list. So we're going with number seven as Mary Marvel. So, I mean, first appeared in Captain Marvel Adventures number 18 back in 1942. That was actually also the first appearance of the Marvel family, uh, you know, with her and Billy and... uh Freddie. But she's actually Billy Batson's sister. Her adopted name is Mary Bromfeld, for those who don't know. I mean, I think that's what they use in the current movies, but they're not saying that they're like biological siblings. But regardless, she also has the power of Shazam. Obviously, tough as nails, pretty badass whenever she does appear. But, you know, the general Marvel family treatment nowadays is that they're not always around. So they are kind of slept on. But I mean, she held many series that she was working or, you know, carrying on her own. She had her own self-titled back in the 40s. And then, I mean, she also headlined WoW Comics for a long time, as well as appearing in the Marvel family books. So, I mean, yeah, she rules. Because that was like your character. I didn't know what else to say on that one so i figured i'd leave (laughs) that one to you so these four that we've mentioned already were kind of you know somewhere on my list somewhere on his list but this top six uh that we're about to go into were on both of our lists so i feel pretty good about you know the characters moving forward as well do you want to start off with number six Number six, uh, The Invisible Woman, Susan Storm, first appeared in Fantastic Four issue one back in 1961. She is the wife of Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, the uh, sister of the Human Torch. You know, she's the first female superhero created in the Silver Age for Marvel. And I mean, arguably, she's the strongest member of the Fantastic Four. I mean, Dr. Doom has even said as much himself. So, I mean, how could she not be? She's the first woman of the, you know, first family. I mean, she's tough as hell. She's the glue of the family. You know, I mean, they all, well, probably the thing is, but you know what I mean. 
I mean, just a great character, just enduring, like, especially the way that, you know, Reed Richards treats her and she kind of like to run around with uh, Namor and his little Speedo and Doctor Doom with his messed up face. She doesn't care. She just wants attention from like a good dude, <laughs> which Reed Richards isn't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, she's badass. She doesn't really necessarily, you know, they're not trying to rescue Sue all the time. She's, you know, out there pretty much saving their ass with her powers. So she's badass. Yeah, I don't think it's wrong to say that she's the glue, considering she's sister of the, the matriarch. Yeah, and, you know, wife of Mr. Fantastic. But yeah, definitely, arguably the second most important female character in all of Marvel Comics. Uh, the Fantastic Four would not be the same without her. And I don't think that they fully tapped into her potential, which is crazy, considering that she is like Marvel's first popular female superhero. But moving to number five, we got Zatanna. I came close to putting Black Canary on the list, but decided to give it to my other favorite character with fishnets. <laughs> uh, appearing in Hawkman issue four, she's one of the strongest sorceresses in DC Comics and is kind of like the Wonder Woman of the Justice League Dark. I've always been a huge fan of this character, even dating back to me watching Smallville, but I'm also excited to see what plans DC and James Gunn has for the character moving forward, considering that we are getting a Swamp Thing movie. I would be very surprised if she doesn't cameo somewhere because she's underutilized. And although she is a character from the Silver Age, she's got deep DC roots. So very cool character that I would love to see more of moving forward. Yeah, especially because like she's like a magic based character and usually not too many of those are like too prominent or they usually don't get too prominent, you know. I mean, obviously, she's more popular than her dad and he debuted back in Action Comics 1, I believe, uh, with Superman uh, Zatara. But, you know, it, she is really cool. She's one of the more badass heroes, too. Uh, she is kind of reminiscent of a Wonder Woman, you know, kind of leads through example. Tough. You don't really mess with her. Even John Constantine's like, no, nah, I'm not going to mess with her, even though he tries to, obviously. He loves messing around <laughs> so unnecessary but anywho yeah just a badass character i'm really hoping that they do end up fitting her into like the live action plans eventually or you know what i don't care i'll take animated but it's just a character that is underutilized especially for how much we see her relative to her being you know introduced in the 60s but really good character on the list moving on to number four you know, the highest of our Marvel characters actually looking at it, Jean Grey. So, I mean, first appearance back in X-Men issue one, 1963. She's been known as Marvel Girl, the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix. She's one of the Omega level mutants. Uh, so typically one of the strongest. She's one of the most notable, powerful, recognizable female heroes, not just for female heroes you know, the X-Men in general, you'd be hard pressed to find something that doesn't have Jean Grey attached in some capacity. But I mean, obviously, I feel like she's the big tuna at Marvel. I don't think anybody is really touching her status as close as many other characters have come. There's just a lot of like history around the character, especially with how big the X-Men have gotten. Even I believe when uh, Claremont was getting ready to take over, she was already written off the team because they were introducing the new team. But uh, he already, you know, obviously very early into the run within like the first like 10 issues he, she was back um and he turned her into something else so i think she was definitely deserving because she's been consistent all the way through for sure yeah and i, I guess if you've ever listened to our dark phoenix saga episode which is actually one of my favorites you would know that we're big on gene gray first lady of the x-men 
a character that's brought a lot of attention to comic books, like the medium itself, as she's been a part of like every important major event in regards to the X-Men and was also one of like the first ever popular characters to die in comics. Her death predates Superman's, if I'm correct. So pretty big deal there. Moving to number three. It's not a very popular choice, but again, Mm -hmm. to Berger's point, this is the CVJ list and we're both (laughs) fans. (laughs) I would go as far as saying this is my personal favorite female character in all of comic books, Lois Lane. I just love what the character embodies. She's got this old school go-getter mentality and stands as equals to Superman, even though she has no actual powers. I might be biased because, you know, Smallville is one of my favorite shows and I loved her, the interpretation of her in the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. And I don't know, she's definitely underrated and has been representing since 1940. So I I can't say enough about the character. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, she's just badass. She don't take no shit. And like you said, she stands toe to toe with Superman. She'll stand toe to toe with like a terrorist. She don't really care. You know, hard nosed reporter, you know, gets the job done. Mother of John Kent, you know, Superman's iconic love interest, obviously. But like, that's not, you know, undercut like who she is as a character. I mean, there's a reason she's never been replaced or she can't be replaced all the way since 1939. You know, it's just all the way through Lois Lane's been badass. I mean, I ha- I even bought the first issue of her solo series because it's so cool. Who doesn't love Lois? Facts. You gonna hit him with number two? Number two, Catwoman. Obviously, no list is complete without Catwoman. So, you know, she's been from way back. That was what, Batman issue one that she was introduced? So, I mean, she's had a like heavy presence from since the Golden Age. Um, she was obviously, you know, put on the shelf, came back in the Silver Age, uh, kind of, you know, the purple costume stuff like that before being like fully reinvented um, around Batman, like year one around that time where we see the more modern Catwoman that we know today. Um, but I mean, you know, multiple portrayals in live action, obviously used in animated shows. Just, you know, if Batman's around, Catwoman's not far away, especially nowadays. I mean, she's, you know, there's almost like a mini trio at DC Comics of like her, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy. But I mean, if you're looking for like the clear standout, it's Catwoman. 100%. Catwoman's got to be my favorite female character in Batman, which is saying a lot considering all of the good options. Thinking of like Poison Ivy, Batgirl, etc. She's a well-written character. We never know if she's going to be a hero, a villain, a lover, an adversary. She's been around since issue one of Batman, which is insane. I definitely admire her resilience and her ability to look out for her own self-interest. And to your point, she's played a huge role outside of comics as the character has been adapted to TV, movies, multiple different occasions, keeping the legacy alive and strong. Number one. Number one. So Wonder Woman, given that she's the leader of a whole island of women, it was hard not to give her our number one spot. It's cliche, but given her popularity. But if you listen to our Trinity episode, you would understand how important of a character Wonder Woman has been to DC Comics and pop culture in general. She's a true warrior. Uh, and pretty much the prototype of female superheroes. I don't think that there would be as much representation in comics if she wasn't the first to break the mold. 
I want to say she came out around the same time as Captain America. So the longevity and impact speaks for itself. She's got all the traits of a great comic book superhero. And she's not your typical damsel in distress either. Uh, Lastly, I don't know if she'll be initially featured, but I am excited for the new Game of Thrones type TV show that's supposed to come out on HBO featuring Paradise Island. Yeah, I mean, that'll be cool. I don't know if she'll be in it. I think it might be a prequel type thing. But either way, that wouldn't be possible without her. Um, The fact that you can make a TV show about that just lends to the fact that she is like the OG. I mean, literally, she is. She came out in 1941 um, in All-Star Comics issue 8. I would argue she's probably the most popular female hero worldwide, I would imagine. Instantly iconic from the costume to, you know, just everything about her. It helps, obviously, having, uh, you know, Linda Carter and having that kind of have more fans kind of grow throughout time. But I mean, when you look at this list, there's only like two that are from the golden age. And one of them's clearly way more popular than the other. But I feel like anybody who's been able to, you know, stand the test of time like that and still be a prominent character obviously deserves to be on this list. I mean, we're talking over, you know, shit. I mean, at this point, 80 years. So, I mean, these characters are going to be going for a long, long time. Um, They all do rule in retrospect. And there's like a ton of them that we left off. I mean, we could make a whole second list, most likely. You want to do 10 through 20 eventually. But uh, it's pretty good that there's this many good characters and that it's this tough for us. Big facts. But that being said, that concludes our top 10. I am excited to say that we have some news for you guys, though. Absolutely. Stay for the news and notes. We'll let you know what we're doing next time. First up, that's the it's no, that's good news, but we'll have the better news after this. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past. We're going to be reading in the, and reviewing, recapping, whatever you want to call what we do. We're doing that next time. Our bread and butter, baby. So we'll have a nice one for you, especially because we did read about a few uh or we did talk about a few X-Men in this episode. Let's get that synergy in there. I know you guys are pumped about the X-Men right now. So we're going to hit you with that one next. And then for our special news, you're going to want to keep your eyes on social, specifically Instagram. If you follow us on Facebook, you'll likely see it there as well. But it's best to go to the source on Instagram. That's at CBJPod. Um, you can also search Comic Book Junkies. You'll see our big, beautiful faces smiling at you. You click on that. Um, and just you know follow and then just keep your eyes tuned because we're getting very close to 1000 followers on Instagram. And to do that, we're going to be celebrating with a little giveaway. Well, you know, like I said, more details on an Instagram post coming in the future, tell you how to enter, you know, how many times you can enter, etc. Don't worry, it'll be here before you know it because we are not far. But we're going to be giving away a copy of Spider-Man issue one by Todd McFarlane to celebrate. It's in nice shape. I believe it's what the platinum cover or, you know, the silver, the silver, the gray cover, the silver cover, the more desirable cover than the green cover. We are giving that one away. (laughs) I don't know if that's controversial, but if it is like (laughs) shove it, dude. Um, So stay tuned. (laughs) And yeah, we worked really hard on picking that out. Yeah, dude, we were like looking everywhere and then it just spoke to us and we said, yeah, we'll do yeah. that. But we figured you guys deserved it. We figure you guys have supported us, so we're going to give back. Absolutely. So, yeah, stay tuned to the Instagram. Once again, that's at CBJ Pod. Do all the other stuff, all the other influencers and podcasters tell you, you know, rating and reviewing and stuff. That's not for me to spiel about right now. But that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting us so close to 1,000 followers. Um, hopefully that's not where it stops and we just keep on going and we go even quicker because of you guys and your support. That said. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Later.